Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today we are going to take a look at Mercury's conjunction with Jupiter in Pisces, especially in light of the fact that this transit is happening as Venus is still enclosed between the malefics, uh, Saturn and Mars, and what that combination might mean. There's actually you know, a lot of uh, very significant transits this week, including um, Mars in Aquarius squaring Uranus and Taurus, which we'll be doing. So that I'm actually going to do tomorrow. Uh, we've also got Mercury conjoining Neptune um, this week as well. So a lot of big astrology, uh, at least the first half of this week. So it's very busy and you very well could be feeling the Mars Uranus energy today, but we'll actually cover that tomorrow. So just in case you're like, wait, what we're talking about today isn't registering with me. It feels more like a, a Mars Uranus dynamic that's in the sky right now too. I'm just sort of breaking them up. So today, Mercury, Jupiter, tomorrow, um, Mars, Uranus, and then Wednesday, Mercury, Neptune. So uh, we'll kind of, we'll try to break it into pieces here to make it manageable. All right. So here's the real time clock. And I want to start by just highlighting what is going on here is Mercury and Jupiter. So they are conjoined in the sign of uh, Pisces. Now, it's really important to understand the sequence that's going on here. By Wednesday of this week, by the 23rd, Mercury will also conjoin with Neptune. I'm going to kind of do a separate video on that one, although some of the delineations are very similar. Um, one of the most important things to recognize always when analyzing a planet is not just the planetary combination, but the implied dignities. By that, we mean uh, the planetary relationships. You've got a Mercury-Jupiter conjunction, which remember, Mercury and Jupiter naturally rule opposite signs. It's not that they have nothing in common, it's just their personalities are really different from one another. In some ways, they're like opposites. Um, so there's that. Then we have the fact that though Jupiter is in its own domicile, Mercury is in its fall in the sign of Pisces and its detriment. Um, so what is the reasoning behind that? We need to discuss that as well. So a couple of things that we need to do to really unpack what this is about. And it turns out that once we start unpacking the dignity, the, the sort of contextual dignity situation of Mercury and Jupiter right now, it is going to point us right back to this malefic enclosure that is happening where Venus is sandwiched between Mars and Saturn. So, all right, let's get into it. First of all, Jupiter-Mercury combinations, especially when they're conjoined, are going to be about the blending or um, merging or joining of the planetary qualities. So what do you get when you join Mercury and Jupiter together? You often have a big idea, for example, where Mercury can represent an idea and Saturn sort of makes it big. Um, you can also have a sense of um, the, uh, the grandiose quality of Jupiter matched with the uh, quality of speech or communication with Mercury. So big speech or a lot of talking or something like that. So there's always, there, and there's an endless number of ways in which you can combine the two planets. You could have um, solving a big problem. Mercury tends to be very good at solving problems. Jupiter makes the problem big. You can have inspired speech. You can have um, 
an, an authority, a mental or intellectual authority, like a professor or a PhD, very Mercury Jupiter. You could have some articulation of the law, someone who knows the who knows very well, who has a masterful understanding of the law or code or language. Um, you also have a, the quality of maybe Mercury, just pegging Mercury as just reason is probably unfair. But if you put reason and faith together, you have like a reasonable spiritual or religious intelligence. So there's lots of very beautiful qualities that come about when you marry Jupiter and Mercury. Um, you often get uh, a feeling of excitement and enthusiasm when you pair these two together. They're in a water sign, so there's a lot of um, a feeling of emotional exuberance behind this connection. You get the feeling of rebirth with, with this uh, conjunction between Mercury and Jupiter. Also, when I think of Mercury and Jupiter, I often think about um, playing like... Um, the, the Mercury loves to play games and Jupiter likes to make it really big. So if you think about like big announcements surrounding athletes or um, sports or something like that, you get the feeling of um, like uh, big announcements being made that have a quality of uh, they're sort of aggrandized, like someone blowing a trumpet and being like, this is the news, you know? So big announcements, you get, you get the windfall, uh, the, the you get the news, you're going to get a tax refund, Mercury, Jupiter. So anything that has that quality behind it, the development or mastery of skills and abilities, very Mercury, Jupiter. So if you're trying to develop or hone your skills or something like that, it's can be, can be very Mercury, uh, Jupiter like, um, anytime you're learning a craft and you're becoming uh, a teacher of that craft or discipline, the development of curriculum, um, things like that. So, uh, and those are just a few, those are just a few of the potential combinations. Of course, the potential for kind of like intellectual hubris or a place where words and language become um, big and inflated or something like that, overconfidence mentally, uh, the potential to blow things out of proportion emotionally. Those would also emotional intelligence, but also the potential to be like overly sensitive or something like that. Okay, so that's just to give you a feel for Mercury-Jupiter combinations. Now let's talk about the dignity situation and why that gives us a little bit more information and what some of the red flags might be as well as why this points us back to Venus's enclosure. One thing here to remember is that why Rhetorius says, gives us some clue as to why Mercury was said to be in its fall in Pisces, but exalted in Virgo, where Venus is in its fall in Virgo, but exalted in Pisces. And the reason he says for this is that the sensual and the intellectual are often opposed to one another. So if you think about, uh, you know, I don't know, like a, um, a high school, a teenage movie, you know, like a coming teenage coming of age movie, there's always the nerdy kid who's like smart and thoughtful, but I can't get the girl because he, he's not, uh, you know, he's in his head and he's sort of brainy or something like that. That's sort of like a Venus, a Venus Mercury story. Um, Venus also ruling sensuality. You think about, I often use this example. If you're hanging out with people, let's say like you're, you're, you know, your, your kids are getting together. It's summer. You're sitting out by a pool somewhere, the lake or something. And the kids are having fun and the parents are talking and someone brings up politics or someone brings up some really complicated, you know, um, like so something, a, a subject that's very subversive. 
everyone's like, oh man, dude, you're killing my buzz. That's a Venus Mercury dynamic. Whereas someone might say, look, can you ever do anything but shop or think of material things? Don't you have a mind? Can't you talk about anything that's of substance? A Mercury Venus thing potentially. So one level at which the two are opposed to one another, not that they're only opposed to one another, but one way in which the two tend to have this tension is in terms of the intellectual and rational uh, versus or logical or philosophical versus the sensual, the embodied and feminine dimension, you could say, of Venus. So when Mercury is in its detriment and fall and conjoined with Jupiter, the potential for really big proclamations, decisions, big things being said or thought or believed that are lacking some dimension of logos or uh, philosophical, intellectual discernment or discrimination, because we're being carried by the sensual, the romantic, and it's all being amplified. That's the thing that you have to watch out for. This kind of, um, and this is the same thing we're going to be saying on Wednesday when we talk about Mercury and Neptune, essentially. Uh, it's a little bit different, but the, the potential for ungrounded uh, or an almost otherworldly romantic imaginative impulse that overrides the rational one, that's what you want to be a little bit careful of with Mercury-Jupiter. Not that that's always bad either. I'm reminded of the never-ending story. You know, the little boy who's reading his dad says, you got to keep your feet on the ground. Well, Fantasia, the imaginative uh, world of the never-ending story can't exist with that kind of thinking. You have to take your feet off the ground for the imaginal world to grow. And that imaginal world is also in many ways the spiritual world. Um, so the point is that it's it's not to say Mercury, Jupiter, fuzzy thinking, you know, just stay grounded, uh, you know, maybe. But also, can we find a way of being thoughtful, careful, discerning, while also opening ourselves to these imaginative currents that amplified uh, the way in which Jupiter will amplify them as well? I think that's probably the question here. Now, all of this is made somewhat complicated by the fact that Venus, who is the exaltation ruler of Pisces, is enclosed between the malefics. So when you're looking at this picture, you're noticing that here's Mercury and Jupiter wanting to, you know, sort of go big or go home. And it's, it's this very romantic sign of Pisces, um, sort of Shakespearean in its, you know, epic proportions. So, but there's Venus, the, the goddess, the, the specific planet that we're talking about, this in, in built, this built in tension that Mercury might be experiencing, right? there's Venus enclosed in an air sign. What could that mean? Being overly rational, overly careful when we need to let go a little bit more, or I think on the other side, um, not being able to access a rationality, that the desires are somehow taking over, that we're being uh, trapped by some way in which we're dissociating ourselves and letting some form of reasoning or logic take over. Or, or we're, we're getting distracted somehow by our desires and making unhealthy decisions, one possibility. The other one would be that um, we're, we are, we're overthinking things. We're being too rational and we are feeling uh, stuck in a situation where 
the joy is being killed somehow because of an, uh, an overly heavy mental rational quality and Jupiter and Mercury might be really fighting against that hard right now. And, but in attention with this entrapped Venus and an air sign between Saturn and Mars and an air sign. Right. So that to me is the dynamic of the day. Um, you probably could have been feeling this over the weekend, maybe for the past three days or so now, and you will probably feel this over the next few days. Um, what to speak of the fact that Mars is about to hit Uranus, we're going to talk about that tomorrow, and that Mercury is going to hit Neptune on Wednesday. So there's, there's this week is packed with, but I think this is a good way of starting the week because it sort of gives you a picture of the tensions overall between Aquarius and Pisces that are taking place right now. So that's where I'll leave it for today. I hope you found this useful and interesting. If you have a story to tell about these transits, use the hashtag grabbed and tell us the name of the transit. If it is Mercury, Jupiter, and Pisces, just leave Mercury conjoined Jupiter. Tell us how you're seeing that show up. We'd love to hear your stories and uh, we'll be doing um, some storytelling down the road here again. All right, that's what I've got for today. I hope you guys have a great start to your week and we will talk again tomorrow. Bye everyone.